everybody. Welcome to the Connecting Our Stories podcast put on by Stories Foundation. My name is Steph Page and I'm your host. Today, I'm super grateful to be joined by Jenny Almquist. She is the executive director of Fierce Freedom out of Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Jenny and I have been dear friends for a really long time and we are co-laborers in this fight against the injustice of human trafficking. I really loved our conversation and I loved how normal girls like Jenny and I taking the next right step in this fight against injustice really does make a difference. And I hope that you're encouraged that you too can do what you love and make a difference in the fight against injustice in your communities. I'm grateful to be having this conversation with Jenny today and I'm glad you're here to listen in. Let's get started. Well, you know, that's such a fun part of the story is that we've been on the journey together, you know, so um, we've known each other for years and that's Well, why don't you awesome. start and tell us about yourself, tell us your name, tell us anything you want personally about yourself to get us started. Okay. Um, so yes, Stephanie, my name is Jenny Almquist with Fierce Freedom. Um, we are located, our office is in Western Wisconsin in Altoona, which is right next to Eau Claire. Um, we're a small town, really. I mean, the greater population of Eau Claire in the Chippewa Valley is probably under 75,000. So, I mean, that's the whole collective population on this side of the state. So we're a small town. Um, Dave and I live and raise our three kids in a smaller town outside of the Eau Claire area um, with just 1,100 people in the whole entire town. In fact, it's a village. It's not even a, a town. So um, we, are, we really are small town America. Uh, I think our kids, each of their graduating classes, I think we're like right around 55 people. So um, I, I love rural America. I feel very blessed that God's called me to be a voice in rural America. And um, I was born in a small town. I was, I'm just a small town girl. So um, the small town girl had the opportunity to go to uh, Sydney, Australia back in 2007. And um, you know how you just don't know. Sometimes it's like... Um, there's those suddenlies in your life where things just take you by surprise. And that helped. That was my experience. Um, I was over there with family and I had the opportunity to uh, go to Hillsong church and hear Chris Kane with a 21 campaign and um, worship under the leading of Darlene check and, you know, Brian and Bobby Houston, the whole thing. And it was just really a dream come true just because um, I could really see uh, God's hand on them and what they were doing. And so to sit there and listen to Chris Kane with A21 talking about um, human trafficking across the earth. Um, now, this was 2007. I had absolutely no idea that it was a thing. Mm-hmm. And I like to think that um, I'm educated and I'm well read, and um, but I was just absolutely shocked that I didn't even know that it was a thing. So um, I came back, and within a year and a half, I got to go over there three times. Like I said, because we have family, um, and 
the first time that I came back, I, I really, the message that I had heard just because Chris Kane had been talking about Greece and Turkey, and that's really her focus. Um, I came back and I said to my husband, I said, Oh my gosh, Dave, what are we going to do about this overseas problem? You know, we've got to be a part of the answer. And the more I started researching it, um, I realized that it's right here, you know, and as the years went along, I realized that it was even in our little small town of 1100 people. So, um, you know, I can be, I've been told I can be a tad bit emotional. (laughs) So, you know, I'm kind of an all in kind of a girl. So when I just decided that this has to be something that I'm a part of and, um, I don't know your audience that'll be watching this for sure, but God is a really big part of my story is my story. And I feel like at that moment, I felt like I was called to something bigger than myself. Um, and I just, I was just was all in. Mm-hmm. So that's where it all started. I love it. So tell me, tell us what, where you went after that. So you came home, you told Dave, let's fix this. We have to do something about this overseas problem. What, what was that something that you did? You went all in and what was that? What did that look like back then? It's a crazy thing because I did think, well, what can I do? You know, what's the one thing I can do? And um, there really weren't options back then. You know, I mean, to me, it doesn't seem like that long ago because, you know, I'm getting older. So <laughs> that time period just does not seem so long, um, but it was. And um so I, I didn't really have anywhere to go, like what I could do. So I thought, well, what is it that I know how to do? And I thought, oh, I've worked for nonprofits like my whole life and um, I've raised some money. So awesome. Let's do that. And so, and I had just, I've, I mean, Steph, you and I have traveled together overseas. So you know this about me. I love to travel. Um, I traveled a lot. And one thing that I've loved as I've traveled, um, is collecting scarves, different scarves from different cultures and different um, countries from around the world. And so it just, it just dawned on me, wouldn't it be just amazing just to start a little company and just, I'm going to sell imported scarves. And I'm just, anybody who asks, I'm just going to tell them about what I know about human trafficking. And that's how it started. And if you would have told me that uh, down the road that I would be running a nonprofit, uh, I would have laughed at you for sure. Um, because a, a majority of what we do, we, what we do is educate. And so that means that we do public speaking. And I was sure uh, that God and I had an agreement that I would never have to do public speaking. Uh, That's really funny. <laughs> comes to find out that that was like what I was hopeful that God would want for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So that's how that all started. And so we started doing little in-home parties, kind of like some of the other organizations. Now they're, you know, a number of noonday, of course. Um, And so we did those kind of parties. And that was back in the day. So, um, and we raised a bunch of money, a lot of money and able to write checks and send it to the people who were really fighting back then. So that's how we got started. Fierce Beauty. I love it. So Fierce Beauty started and you were selling scarves and that's how we met is um, so interesting. I feel like when I look back at my own story, I think people, um, I think we can get down on ourselves that we don't know. And it's like what you said that you didn't know until you knew 
And you did, we don't know to do different until we know, until our thinking has changed, until our eyes are open. And I, for me, human trafficking had come up multiple times and I hadn't thought to do something about it. I hadn't even thought to learn more about it. it I think that's something that happens to all of us where things can come across our in our lives and we, it doesn't even like settle in until it's the right time or until we've seen it enough times. And um, when you came to our conference that we did in the cities with your scarves, I really didn't even realize then what you were doing. Like, let's be honest, we wouldn't want you know, anyone to think of me as some amazing, you know, more amazing than, <laughs> than I am. And so when I learned about human trafficking, you're the one of the first ones I reached out to because it clicked in my head. Oh, that wonderful lady that was selling those scars. She is doing something about this, and I want to know more, and I want to be a part of it. So um, I just love how even there, you being obedient in that, you were able to impact the work through funds, um, but it didn't stop there. People started to call you. What did they start to call you for? Yeah, well. That um, speaking thing. It's it just is crazy to me to think about it, you know. Um, but I think people were really ready to hear and to learn, and there just was not a voice in Western Wisconsin as far as this. So um, we started getting phone calls from school districts, from uh, law enforcement, um, civic organizations. And when I say we, I guess I mean me. Um, and so I would just learn. I just I I just would research and learn more and then give a presentation. And then if I was going into a school district, then I would learn how to present to kids and what would be um, impactful to them and what they need to know, or, you know, then a group of doctors and, oh, what would they need to know in the emergency room? You know, so um, I just kept learning what I could learn. And um, we then, gosh, what was this, 2010? I might be wrong a little bit. Um, but we were invited to a conference from the Wisconsin Attorney General and got to sit at his head table. And um, he was doing a conference on human trafficking in Wisconsin. And it was the first conversation that really had been, had been. And it made me realize at that conference, because there was some discussion about how important it was that we stepped into this. And so we said, okay, it's time to, then, then people, there were some people who really wanted to invest in us and um, contribute and be a part of the solution. So that's when we went after our nonprofit status. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so, when it all changed. Mm -hmm. I think I want people to hear that you, you're a mom, you have three kids, you go to visit family in Australia, you learn about human trafficking, you come home, you know you have to do something, you like scarves, you've raised some money before, so you think, okay, I can do that. But then you continue to be humble and learn and just go where the opportunities led. It's not that you had it all figured out at the beginning that you were gonna be this great awareness nonprofit which is what you all have become. Can you talk about Fierce Freedom today? What Fierce Freedom looks like today? Yeah. Um, gosh, I love our team. Um, I really am appreciative of our board. Um, so we're a, we are a, a nonprofit of three full-time 
staff and a part-time staff person. We have an amazing board um, and we educate. Um, that's the bulk of what we do. So we say we'll talk to anybody who will listen to us. And that's actually very true. So uh, we have moved. We've, we felt like it was time to move more to an online platform, uh, which we have worked to do over the last year. And then all of a sudden, COVID-19. And um, we were positioned really quite well to just jump online and do some trainings. Um, during that time, well, let me back up just a little bit. So um, right before that time, in our school district where our office is, um, we had the superintendent of the school district uh, was arrested for child porn and sex trafficking. So um, there was this really big discussion that was going on here. And from, I have to say that because out of... Um, we did the online training for kids so that um, parents, so whole families could watch it together and learn about, okay, now we're at home and everybody's on their tablets and laptops, including kids. Um, how can we keep them safe and why is that important? So um, through that whole time, we, I would say the most communication that we have had with the public and what we've heard is um, kids who are being uh, groomed online right now. Um, it's the thing, you know, click, click, boom, and there they land and they're, they're in a chat room and they may not even know it. So um, that's what we're doing right now. We, we are starting to really branch outside of the out of Wisconsin and the Midwest and um, more of a global, I'm not global, I'm sorry, um, a national um, next. platform. So. next. That's just the visionary in you speaking. <laughs> yeah, so that's what we're doing now. And we are, we're in the middle of doing a, um, a video for Human Trafficking 101, really, that, that is going to become a part of um, a whole program called Fiercely Free. And in that, we're going to build uh, products that people can purchase that have been made by um, victims and survivors to help them to have a sustainable income. Yeah. So can you talk about how in the last year you've pivoted? Because I know you have such a personal testimony about Fierce Freedom and where you were, I don't know, a year and a half ago, maybe. Am I right on my time? And where you felt you were supposed to go and how that's led to Fiercely Free and kind of feels like you're coming back to your roots a little, which is fun. You want to talk about that? Sure. So our board president, Jennifer McBride, is also a good friend um, for those watching. Um, actually, all of us, staff included, went to Thailand together. Um, but she had mentioned to me, she said, Jenny, whenever you talk about fierce, fierce beauty, you just like your face just lights up. And I said, oh, I just loved everything about it. I, I just really did. It was such an easy way to engage people. And people would say, yeah, when I'm when I'm wearing a fierce beauty scarf, it's a really great way to segue into telling people about human trafficking. And um, it all just felt really natural to me. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure why. So, um, well, because beautiful things. Okay. Beautiful things. So, your journey. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're we're starting to come back. We're we're uh, we're going to use that. We've we've worked with survivors who have some very um, wonderful 
creative skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're able to help them. We're just at the very micro level right now um, where we're able to buy some things from them, but we will be building our inventory and launching that store this fall. So exciting. I'm so excited. I love it. I love it. So I think we're forever learning and we're forever listening in this space of fighting for justice. And I want to know, and this is a surprise, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this. So that's okay if you just need a minute, but I want to know what you're learning now, what you think, what you've been learning in the last little bit and how it's affecting your work with Fierce Freedom and as you prepare for Firstly Free and all of that. Uh, I think that you would agree stuff that it's like the farther I farther along I get the more I know that I don't know I just said Um, on my way here (laughs) yeah yes the more I the more I learn the more I realize I have so much more to learn (laughs) right and I think that it's really important to surround yourself with people who are like at that same place, not like, oh, we know, we've been doing this for a while and we know what we're doing. You know, the fact is, well, let me just give you an example. So I was, the vast hours of television that I was consuming this weekend um, at home during the rioting and, and all of that, um, there was, I hope this is appropriate to say, um, but there was a moment on one of the news channels where they were describing um, something that was taking place by the National Guard, a military formation and what they call it. And the news person said, well, it's what they call tightening the noose. Mm. And like two minutes later, he comes back in and says, I just really need to apologize. And so he went into saying how inappropriate and insensitive that was. And I realized that I didn't even notice. Mm. And it just, it made me absolutely sick. Mm. Um, And I realized that right now, um, especially in our invite, we're not that far away from you, um, Stephanie, you know, we're just an hour out of the cities. And right now for me, I feel like I just need to listen and learn. Um, And with learning more about the injustices and realize how embedded it is even in my life. And I like to think that I'm a pretty open-minded person. um, I think that there's some stuff I just need to sit on and learn. and realize that maybe I don't have everything to say. And then the time will come soon, I hope, where I'll be able to have that voice again and say, you know, whatever it is I need to say. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I've been feeling that a lot, that this is a space to be quiet and um, to take inventory, to take inventory of what this means for the work that we have to do when it comes to human trafficking, to take inventory on what this work, what the work is inside of me that needs to take place. And I think, again, coming to a new place of humility, constantly, constantly being humbled and saying, you know, I don't have it all figured out and I don't have all the answers. And there are a lot of really hard questions that still need to be talked about. And I need to be at the table as a voice for sure, but also just as a, as a listener and as a participant and both, both are, are important pieces and both need to be held in gently and, and in a, in a sweet, sweet tension, I think of speaking and listening, learning. Yes. How has choosing to connect your story 
two stories of injustice to this work of fighting against injustice. You didn't have to enter this space. It wasn't your uh, education necessarily or uh, anything that happened to you personally that made you enter this space. You chose to do this. How has making that choice affected you, your family, your community for the better? Um, well, you know, I can't... <laughs> I can't take credit, to be honest with you, and not like we're some great, huge, awesome organization. Uh, we're doing some things, but um, I didn't start out doing it. I honestly wasn't just putting one foot in front of the other, and um, some days you just show up and you just do what you can. Yeah. I'll skate. All days. All days you just show up. <laughs> All day. I mean, there's the days, but before you know it, you know, it's, you're doing it, you've been doing it for a while. So, um, I mean, I know that Dave didn't know, he had no idea that he would, and he did the LLC for Fierce Beauty and our nonprofit work. And so as far as affecting our family, I mean, they didn't know, but it's an all in kind of a thing when your mom is an all-in kind of a person. So, um, I mean, Lydia came with me for years to the Fierce Beauty. Um, I mean, we would go to trade shows all over the place and just talk about it wherever we could. Um, but I think that if we didn't see that it was making a difference, um, that would have been really hard. But the culture and the environment at the time, people were really wanting to hear. Um, and the goodness of people was really taking hold. So, um, yeah, I, it's it's satisfying because now Lydia is helping me come back to Fiercely Free. And um, she's helping me with some of the merchandising. And um, she's a voice of uh, reason with that. And now she's, you know, all of my kids now. So this all happened when they were, gosh, what, like fourth, sixth, and eighth grade, and now they're all through college and married and living all over the country. So um, to see their hearts for justice and um, that they see that this is important and um, there's a lot of lessons that they learned. I'm sure that it was infuriating and annoying and, you know, all of that, I'm sure, but I would like to think that it was um, a lot of good came out of it in their lives because of it. Definitely. I see that. I see that as good has come out of, out of your choices and through your children and through the community. And you've impacted me for sure. You've so impacted me. And I think we just don't know what our choices will do. We make choices and they ripple effect. They go out from us. And that can be true for positive or, or not positive choices. But I think we can focus on the positive ones and know that our good choices really do make a difference and it matters. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Steph, I can't imagine being on this journey without you. I feel the same. I feel the same. Okay, Jenny, if for people who are starting to think about justice work, they're on the edge. They feel like they're learning about an issue of justice. They feel like they're supposed to step into it they're scared, they're overwhelmed, they don't know exactly what that looks like or what they're supposed to do. What do you tell those people? Well, what we say, um, and I think that it's the most impactful actually, is it's so important to just speak in within your sphere of influence 
So if you're, if you're a mom, a housewife, you know, just love on the kids in your neighborhood, open up your home, feed them, feed the kids, you know, be a, be a positive voice to them. If, if you're a doctor, learn about it and, and educate, um, you know, the medical community, just, I often say, if I have to go to another meeting, I'm going to just die. You know, it's just a lot and you don't have to start a nonprofit and you don't have to be on another committee. I mean, you can, um, but it's so important to just be that voice because if it's your sphere of influence, people respect you and they'll listen to you. So that's always the first step. And if that's a really uncomfortable step for you, then maybe this isn't the field. Maybe you'll want to just uh, pivot a little bit and just sit and just wait and see really where your voice is. Yeah, that's really good. I think I am biased towards action for sure. And I'm an all in kind of girl. And I think sometimes I can jump in too, too fast and too big and people can see people like us that are all in and they can feel like that's what they have to do too, but we're all different and that's valuable. The way each one of us responds to things is valuable and necessary and it's okay to take your time and really think about, you know, what can I do? And and then what do we do in the meantime? What are the small things we can do? Like just, I say just, but it's not just, loving the people around you, loving the people in your neighborhood, loving those who are in your community and I think taking that first step towards people who we don't understand or who are not like us or some taking a step towards something we don't know a lot about, that makes a huge difference in how we interact with the world, which is relates, all relates back to justice work. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to ask you, where do you see the value that your unique story is bringing to the world right now? At Stories Foundation, we say that it's important to live your story and share your story so that we can see stories change. And it's valuable that we all connect our stories together. So where right now in your work are, is your story by connecting with others impacting the world around you? So I think that really nothing has changed for me since the beginning. So, um, Which is important. I I think that my valuable piece is just to say, I'm just a girl who is talking about human trafficking. Um, we live in a small town. We have three kids uh, and a husband and, you know, drive an old car and work at a nonprofit. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just the doing, it's, it's just being myself and talking to the people who are around me, um, maybe learning some skills, like ask how to ask probing questions and um, help people maybe so that they can talk a little bit more about what they're passionate about. But um, I'm, I, I just talk, I talk a lot. And so I used to talk a lot and I still talk a lot. And um, I think that that's the piece of my story is that I just do what I love to do. Mm -hmm. So I think that's valuable. That's really valuable for people to hear. What do you love to do? And how can you use that to, to fight against injustice? How do you take something you love and um, step into that space and share it with the world around you? I think, what if we all did that? What if we all just did what we love to do, but used it to help other people? What would the world look like? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It, you don't have to run a big organization or just do what you love to do. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, friend, I'm super grateful for you 
Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. We're in a, well, I, for the first time in my life, this, that, that, that had been such a tense time. So many emotions are happening first with COVID and now um, with the unrest in, in Minneapolis and around the country and, and around the world. And um, I think it's important to be having conversations about justice. And, and I think it's important to be um, admitting that there's still a lot to learn and still a lot of places we can all go together to, to make this world a better place. So grateful for you. Thanks, Steph. Thanks, Jamie. Thank you for listening to this episode of Connecting Our Stories podcast. We hope these stories inspire you to see the value of your story and how it can connect to others in a world-changing way. Here at Stories Foundation, our goal is to create spaces for the hard conversations and relevant content that shines a light on injustice. You can connect your story to ours by becoming a patron Visit patreon.com backslash connecting our stories to subscribe and support this content and anti-trafficking, anti-exploitation work. Also check out our online curriculum. This human trafficking awareness curriculum is a four class course designed to deep dive into the root causes of trafficking and exploitation. This course is available for individuals, groups, and families. Thanks for joining us today. We believe every story has value and your story matters in the fight against injustice.